0: Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Roots podcast. So today we are moving into the distress tolerance module of DBT. And for those of you who might listen to this for the first time, my name's Rose and I'm a graduate of dialectical behavioral therapy or DBT. This is a program which aims to improve somebody's behaviors to achieve a higher quality of life. I don't have any professional experience though or higher education in this area so it is important that you remember to take what I'm saying as my shared personal experiences and not as professional advice. (laughs) So if you remember back to previous episodes, you may recall that Distress Tolerance has two sections within it. The one I'm really keen to share with you today is called Reality Acceptance, and this is a wonderful section to start exploring after mindfulness, which is what we've just finished, basically because you can continue practicing mindfulness through into this module. And you can also support somebody to do this as their family member or their friend. If you know they are doing DBT, just remind them that trying to use their mindfulness skills is going to help them um, boost their ability to try and use other skills as well throughout their journey. So DBT or dialectical behavioral therapy is often explained with the concept of a person learning to practice acceptance while also creating meaningful change within their life, sort of embracing the two opposites. I do feel it's appropriate to suggest that practicing reality acceptance is the beginning of being at peace with your current life circumstances. For example, when I started DBT, I didn't quite have a handle on making healthy and responsible choices. Uh, I would say I was living in the moment and that might sound like a good thing, but my moments were filled with angst and I was very rarely settled within my own head. I had given up on trying to create a healthy lifestyle simply because borderline personality is characterized by having an inability to regulate your emotions, a lack of distress tolerance and relationship instability. And that's just to name a few of the challenges that somebody might come across with this personality. You can probably imagine that life would fall apart easily and often if one has these challenges. Um, So with that being said, we come back to the beginning of DBT. And at this stage, I was very tired and perhaps a little apathetic, apathetic, is that the word, to being alive. Um, And I viewed myself as a failure. So when I started practicing reality acceptance skills, to my surprise, they actually really helped. But why did this help me feel better and why, even though my life circumstances were not changing, uh, why did I feel moments of relief? Given I didn't feel this right away and certainly wasn't an overnight transformation, but I did slowly feel more and more at peace with accepting what challenges lay in front of me. Well, honestly... The best answer I can find for that is because reality acceptance skills flip and work. The particular skill I really want to share today is called radical acceptance. There are many ways to describe this skill and as I'm trying really hard to get away from the sort of textbook feel of talking about DBT skills, I've come up with A imaginative way to try and bring radical acceptance to life for you. So that involves asking you, as usual, to do a task. Today's task is for you to imagine a dog. It can be any breed, small doggo, fluffy doggo, muscly smiley doggo, and so forth. Okay, as long as it's a doggo. Um because I don't want things to get out of hand here, all right? So once you have your papa of choice, I need you to load it up in your brain, and then we need to create the favorite place for the good doggo. Uh, It could be running around on the farm, maybe mustering sheep with you, could be playing fetch at the beach, could be on a hike, Or it could even be going down the road to visit their best friend. This is important. So I want you to take a moment to create this environment around your picture of your dog. Okay. Now, once you've got that up there in the imagination station, we are going to call the dog back to you. And you are asking the dog to leave the fun place behind. Okay, so what I'm about to say is really plain and simple. If your good boy or good girl, best friend, Papa comes back to you and follows your command, they are essentially showing you what radical acceptance looks like. They have completely accepted that it's time to leave the fun place and go back to reality. If your doggo keeps looking back or keeps pulling on the lead to return to the fun place, they are not practicing radical acceptance. You might think that they have accepted leaving the fun place, but they have not completely and totally accepted it. They have not radically accepted the reality of what is right in front of them. They are looking in the past now. So their ability to enjoy good doggo scratches on the walk home is impeded because they are distracted thinking about how they wish they were still at the fun place and their energy is not being fully used in the moment. If your doggo does that thing where their legs stop working and you can't find the on button and they simply refuse to leave the fun place and refuse to come to your side they are also obviously not practicing radical acceptance. To sum up, radical acceptance is the total and complete acceptance. There is no half measure. There's only complete commitment to accepting the reality that you need to accept. So what are some examples? Uh, We'll start with a small one. Uh, this is definitely a very real life example for me. I did not realize until after I had written this down. So um, good learning for me. Okay, the example is I am hungry. I'm a human, by the way. We're finished talking about doggos. Now, I'm hungry and I need to go into the kitchen and make some lunch. If I completely and totally accept this fact, I will go into the kitchen and I'll make myself a proper lunch and maybe even a hot drink, because I damn well deserve it. If I sort of accept it, I go into the kitchen, grab some pieces of bread out of a bread bag, and eat them without even making a proper sandwich. I ate something, but it's really not going to cut it at all. If I deny reality and stay put, I keep getting hungrier and hungrier until I'm so hungry that I don't even have time to make something. So I decide to go out and buy takeaways. Now, this might seem like we got around the problem, but what if you're a person who does this every time you are hungry? You're going to need a lot of money for that. What if you couldn't afford it the last time you did it, and you in fact dipped into some bill money? Assessing the consequences of our actions and choices is called a chain analysis, and we'll get into this properly another time. But for now, you can see how things can spiral from an everyday activity, and you can see hopefully that by using radical acceptance in your life, you can create a positive flow-on effect. I do want to look at one more example of something that's a lot more difficult to accept, um, because you know, this is to help support people um, doing dbt and they might get angry if i just give you a hungry um, example and not a sort of big challenge this is another real life example uh, basically because let's be honest this podcast is for me to share these experiences um, as I'm trying to paint an honest picture of what it's like having borderline personality and also trying to learn DBT skills along the way. So the example we're going to look at is my financial situation and my quality of life. So my financial situation was not very good at all when I started DBT. Unfortunately, I tried to embrace being independent a little bit too soon which I don't regret it was just it was a learning curve. I didn't have a stable income so unfortunately I needed to move back out of the rental I was in and ended up in an environment that was very unhealthy for me. I woke up every day angrier and angrier. I was very ashamed about my Uh, current life circumstances, I was very distressed and I was very hungry. I spent all my attention and energy on being angry, like all day, every day. What does this really mean? It means I had no mental space to practice my DBT skills. It meant I had no energy to concentrate at work. And essentially it meant I could not move forward and create positive changes in my life once I radically accepted my current situation I freed up a lot of space to practice my dbt skills it was pretty messy and unfortunately this is the necessary risk you take when you are practicing your skills nothing is perfect straight away um, which funnily enough is another thing you might need to radically accept By accepting the parts that I downright hated about my life, I was able to change them slowly, but progress is progress. I know that it might be really hard to understand how dialectical behavioral therapy could help somebody that you know, or how it's going to help you if you're starting out on this journey. But I do want to try and instill some hope in you that you're going to slowly collect up more and more skills. Nothing is exciting when you first start, okay? And nothing works straight away. We can't go straight from the bottom of the stairs to the very top. And it took me a long, long time to learn this. I was very frustrated with my uh, lack of success in my eyes, because I was so busy looking at what I wasn't achieving and what was not changing in my life, I wasn't able to acknowledge the small bits of progress that I was making. And believe me, they add up. They really do. This is a really good time for me to bring up validation and self-validation and vulnerability. It wasn't necessarily a plan, but I just think it's really important, especially being so early on in DBT. Validation is a key aspect to the success of dialectical behavioral therapy. It's a key aspect to you making amazing progress in DBT. Validation is disgustingly repulsive, um, or it was to me when I started therapy. It's extremely uncomfortable. I didn't want to be friends with anybody in the room. Whenever I heard somebody making a supportive comments during group therapy, I just felt very angry because in my mind it was all going to fall apart. So why are these people being nice to each other? Because it's not going to work. And why would you be so vulnerable? You know, for for it to fail. Over time, my therapist was able to constantly validate me and constantly celebrate my success with using skills during the week. And before I knew it, I was actually looking forward to sharing those successes with her. And then suddenly I was celebrating my successes while I was sharing them with her. So self-validation might be horrible at the start. But it's key to you being able to cheerlead yourself. And I'm very thankful that my therapist was able to foster that in me and also to make it very clear that I, my recovery depended on embracing being vulnerable and being self validating. So I really hope that uh, you can try and find little things to celebrate for yourself. And if you're supporting somebody, try to validate skills they've used and try to celebrate the positive changes that somebody has managed to make by using a skill because you might not realize how terrifying or challenging or abstract it is for a person to learn something so new and frightening. Anyway... As you can tell I'm very passionate about DBT. Probably about halfway through therapy I started feeling a lot of feelings about how difficult it is to get into this program, how long the wait lists are, and the the amount of resources, you know, for mental health and and all sorts of different types of health as well is limited. And so we have to do what we can together to try and share um, our collective knowledge of these skills. That's my opinion, anyway. So I am really looking forward to sharing more skills with you guys. I have made the decision to um, release a episode monthly. That is because I'm trying to create a healthy routine in my life, and um, I need to take some pressure off myself to do All of the things. This is something I'm very passionate about, but I also don't want to do a crappy job. Um, So I'm really looking forward to the next episode. I hope you stay well until then. And please don't forget to share this with anybody that you think would find this helpful or interesting. Alrighty, see you next time.